Listener Production. You're listening to Footy Talk. Today's show, we have superstar Mon Conti, who's basically won every award that you can in the AFLW. We're going to talk their game on the weekend against the Suns, a teammate's mansion, and also her predictions for the rest of the season. You're listening to Footy Talk, AFLW with Kate McCarthy and our special guest, Mon Conti. Your daily dose of footy, the latest news, interviews and analysis from the world of AFL and AFLW. So I am stoked to have you on as a special guest today, Mon Conti, AFLW Premiership player, four-time Richmond Best and Fairest winner, four-time All-Australian and obviously in a past life now, WNBL star. Um, Mon, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me on. I'm excited to talk footy. How did you pull up after the weekend? Obviously just played yesterday, less than 24 hours away. I'm surprised that you're functioning at this point. I am definitely hobbling along. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, a bit beaten up, a bit sore, but I guess that's, yeah, the beauty of it. It is, isn't it? So let's let's talk about that one. So on the weekend, something phenomenal happened. Someone only had to kick it behind to win the game. It was a bit of an anticlimax, wasn't it? So Tara Bohanna had a mark, probably about 45 out. She played Mm. it really well, was very composed. Um, Ended up slotting it behind from that position and the Suns girls went crazy and it was it looked so weird that someone didn't have to kick a goal after a siren but just kicked it behind. Never seen so much excitement over a point. <laughs> um, and you're right, she was just so composed. I was just saying before, five more seconds and it might have been a whole different look but, yeah, she just launched it and it flew right through the point. Um <laughs> And I don't think it had any chance of staying in either. So, yeah, it was a good kick and just, yeah, very unlucky. It was, wasn't it? So how did you sort of dissect the game? Obviously, it's still pretty fresh um, going through. You guys controlled it pretty well. Um, and the Suns, they've improved so much this season. They really have. And they've now taken their game to a whole new level and able to get the, the win over you guys. But just through the game, take us through that. There was obviously some ebbs and flows. There was a bit mm. of feeling in it at some point as well. I was, yeah, a bit of <laughs> yeah push and shove, there was. to say the least. Um, I don't know. I think us and Gold Coast kind of have this little rivalry, um, and I'm not sure why, but uh, it's a bit of fun. But we've always matched up. They've always matched up really well to us, and we've always had to compete for four quarters to beat them, especially last season was just a battle. I think Millsy kicked one of the winning goals there. So it was close then as well. They are a really good midfield. They're just, they're big. Like they've just big bodies. You got Charlie that can get her hands on it with three people on her back. <laughs> um, and then you've got Whitford that can just, you know, get the hands and break through. So, and obviously singles in there as well, doing a tagging job. Um, so they're just, yeah, they're just great around the contest. They get their hands out, they get their um, link up, their chain, and then they, they're out. So, we just couldn't stop that when we wanted to. I think in one of the quarters we really lacked stepping in and tackling. We just slipped a few of them. I'm guilty of that too. Um, and, yeah, they just moved the ball a bit better. We did have them at the start, but, yeah, we just slipped away. And sometimes when we have those lapses, teams tend to kick not just one goal but two and three, and they did a good job of that. But we did fight back. It was definitely a good fight. I think we spoke after the game and coach was, I guess, not happy that we lost, disappointed. But the fact that we were able to fight and we only lost by a point considering we're however many troops down as well was definitely a highlight. We're so injured at the moment. Yeah, and you so are. Only, yeah, lose by a point was um yeah, just I guess credit to our fight. But 
we also wanted to win. So Yeah, I want to touch on that point that you just made of the injuries that you've got at the moment. There's so many players out to the point where you had to play a train on. Yeah. So a player that Shout was, out to Shannon though. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Kicked a goal against her former team yeah. as well. Thanks for delisting me. I'm just yeah, going right. to slot a goal here. That's what she um, said too. No. Oh, good. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, but... Yeah, how, how has that been? There's obviously some really key players that you've got at the moment on the sidelines, but it is opening up opportunities. Shannon got yeah. the call on Thursday to say she'd been added to the list mm. and then plays her first game on Sunday, kicks a goal. <laughs> um, so a lot of them, are there's a few soft tissues, some contact injuries as well, things that are just completely unavoidable in football. So how are you going at the club with, with so many troops down? It's tough because out there you just want everyone to play. Um, but sometimes you just can't control it. Like you've got Jess that went down with the syndesmosis, which was just so unavoidable. You got Ali, which was just so random at the end of the Brisbane game. Um, again, unavoidable. Um, I think Gab was, yeah, obviously managed this week. Hosko's hammy. Like there's just a bunch. Beck's finger, like, and mind you, like they're girls that we love having out there and that um, bring really good leadership and just different types of um, footy. So, yeah, to miss them is really challenging, but I think you're right. It brings up opportunity for girls like Shannon um, and girls that may have been in and out of the side that are now in the side and really um, able to get a run going for themselves and, and I guess build their confidence because the only way you're going to get better is to play um, actual games. So, um, yeah, it creates opportunities and it's only going to make us a deeper team anyway. So yeah. we're hoping that these girls are able to come back, but we've got um, such a deep side that if anything else happens, like they could just slot in. And um, it's something famously. it's something in a 10-week season you don't want to really have to look ahead. No. But it is creating like 10 weeks, you basically play your best team for 10 weeks. Mm. Whatever's available, you play. Whereas in the men's season, they have the beauty of potentially at times resting players because yeah. there's games that you come up against different teams and you're sitting in a good spot on the ladder. So you can start to develop players as the season goes. And I think for you guys now, it's going to – accelerate your development so much because you have those players that maybe only would have played two or three games playing mm. eight or nine this year because of the opportunity, yeah. but it's 10 games and you don't want to look ahead for the next season yet. Yeah. We basically don't have a choice. Like Absolutely. <laughs> we go and have that option of, oh, maybe we'll rest a couple of girls and, um, you know, play some and debut some people. But yeah, it was, they've sort of been thrown into the deep end with that. But I think being at Richmond, like we're such a good club in getting around everyone. I know it's a bit um, corny to say, but everyone I know comes out there and they feel it. They feel like they're a part of the team no matter what, like even if they didn't play for the last three weeks and they're um, now, you know, got a big role to play, like they're confident in coming in and, and doing that for us. So it is definitely challenging and 10 weeks is so short. Like we're already round six, round seven next week um, and, yeah, you can't really – you can't really risk having those injuries and managing players, but I guess that's the position we're in and hopefully more games in the future so we don't need to worry about that too much. Yeah, let's yeah. hope. <laughs> now, uh, someone that you mentioned before that you got to know very well yesterday is Lucy Single. Yeah. <laughs> Spent a lot of time in your pocket. Um, she's become one of probably the best taggers in the competition. Now, I want to just touch on when you get tagged, so you're one of the best midfielders in the comp going yeah. around. You get tagged a lot. How do you react? So are you one of those players that just goes to another mid to try and free up someone else? Or obviously I've seen you play. You don't really lose your cool too often. Um, you're not someone that will just get in their face and try and push them back the way that they sort of try and work you off. Are you are you lippy? Do you, do you try and talk back to them or you just head down, I'm going to do what Mon Conti does and just win this footy anyway? Yeah, I don't like to give the tag of the satisfaction of getting into my head. Um 
sometimes when I'm out, I'm out there, I'm just like footy, footy, footy. Like I'm just like see ball, get ball, see play, get player sort of thing. Um, and obviously a lot more, like not just that. <laughs> but I think, yeah, I've just so used to being tagged that you get to a point where you just, it's expected. So I'll come into a game expecting it. And if I don't, awesome. If I do, already expecting it. So it's not a massive deal mentally, which I think is not easy. Like it's taken me a few seasons to get to that position, but um, I am. And I take it as a compliment too, but out there it's, I've, to be honest, Lucy was a great tag. She's a bigger, much bigger body than me, and she's very athletic and fit. But I think when I've come up against a tagger that's probably just like a bit smaller and a bit quicker around the contest is probably more hard, like harder for me. So when I had Shira, she was a really tough tag. Um, honestly, all the taggers are tough in their own way. Yeah. So having Lucy was just, um, I guess, hard because they had a great midfield and she was able to still get the ball because she had great plays around her too and she also won her own footy. So, um, yeah, guess I'm just used to it and just go out there and play my role and just do what I have to do. And if that means I do have to, I guess, go forward or I do have to go to another player and free up someone else, I'm happy to do that. Um, so, yeah, just go play footy, I guess. Probably makes it a little even more difficult with your outs that you have. So Ellie yeah. would sometimes then get off the <laughs> chain. Yeah, yeah, because you're getting tagged, she can get off the chain and then they reconsider, okay, who do we tag now? Yeah. Who do we take out? So that's a big loss, I guess, for you personally, not having that sort of one-two punch with Ellie. Obviously, someone's come in and, and filled that position, but just not quite the the name of Ellie McKenzie and getting mm-hmm. the, the ball use that, that she can elicit as well. Oh, yeah. Like when if I – they have to pick. Like if it's if they want to take me out the game, that's fine. You've got Ellie roaming free. If they want to take Ellie out, that's fine. I'm roaming. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it was really good in that sense. So I'm hoping she'll be back really soon. Um, but she just, yeah, offers a different look around the ground. Like sometimes – She's, she'll play more forward and I'm getting the ball and looking up, bang, Ellie's there and then go for three bounces, run, kick it inside 50. So that's what we're definitely missing. Um, but like the other day, I think when we I think it was when we played Carlton, Greg had like a career best performance because they put all their attention to me and then she was able to have a really good game and so did Kate Dempsey. So, um, yeah, we can do that. It's just a matter of um, everyone else sort of stepping up. When they can too. Yeah, absolutely. Now, a little bit away from footy, you've won your premiership, obviously, in 2018 with the Doggies. <laughs> I want to get to best off ground. Um, who's someone that either surprised you or just was absolutely the best celebrator in the team post-premiership? Now, the reason I've asked you this is potentially some of them aren't your teammates anymore, <laughs> yeah. so you can just really throw them under the bus. Um, Emma Carney, nah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Um, from memory, because you're right, it was ages ago. <laughs> uh, I do remember Izzy Huntington having a great um, time. That's yeah. no surprise to me. She, yeah. She's a great time anyway, regardless exactly. of winning a premiership. Yeah, no, nah, I remember her and Brooke Lachlan. Um, I don't think I went crazy because I was 18. Yeah. <laughs> it was fresh. <laughs> um, but they're the names that are coming to mind, so they must have really um, left a... Uh, left a mark on that night. So um, that was just, yeah, that was a really fun time winning a premiership. Yeah. Best on ground? 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just that, that happened. Well. <laughs> oh, it was a really wet game of footy too. Yeah, I was on the field. I had first-hand experience watching you absolutely oh, yeah. us up. <laughs> that was long ago. It was long ago um, in another life. Good mems, hey. Absolutely. In another life, literally. That's Not such great like. mems for me. Second premiership we'd <laughs> uh-huh. lost, uh, second grade final we'd lost by five points. But What a shame. Yeah, you carved us up <laughs> that day. That was very disappointing. Um, <laughs> the other one I want to get on to, and I'm really good friends with Poppy Kelly, a teammate of yours. And the first time that she went to Katie Brennan's house, she FaceTimed me and took me for a beautiful tour of the place. (laughs) You've seen it firsthand many times. So the Richmond girls tend to have their post-season, I guess, unofficial functions there. Um, Purely because it's probably one of the best houses in Melbourne. Take us inside it. The best house in Melbourne. Yep. Um, So it's just, does it look real? Like you walk in, you're like, this is not a house. Not in a bad way, in an awesome way. You walk in <laughs> and there's just this beautiful design on the outside. You just don't even want to go in because it's so good there. And you walk in, beautiful door. <laughs> I'll take you through a tour. You walk, you got a bathroom to the right. You get in the bathroom and it's just fabulous. It smells amazing. And you walk out, walk a bit more down. You can see the pool already. You go right and there's just this beautiful like, it's like a, a landing. I don't know. But you walk, right? And then the stairs are to your right. We won't take you up yet. Okay. You walk down and you can see the kitchen, lounge room, outside slash pool and go down the steps. Just, just on the kitchen. Yeah. The bench top. There. That looks incredible. <laughs> so the first thing you see is a marble bench top. <laughs> I think it's marble. It's probably something even better. Um, and it's just beautiful. It's just open. Um, even the doors, what do you call them? Cupboards. They're like seamless cupboards. <laughs> And the fridge, you wouldn't know the fridge is there. It's like a seamless fridge. Anyway, it's just gorgeous and the the, the bench top is just stunning. Like you don't want to touch it. It's just awesome and huge. Um, and then there's like a, these sliding doors that are all glass that you can open all the way up or leave closed and everything like that. And then there's this beautiful pool that you can see all the way through. Um, and so, actually, go, fun fact, the pool, sorry. No, you're so right. there's a lounge room TV and then the pool goes and, like, if I was in the pool, you'd be able to see me in the lounge room. <laughs> it's just so beautiful. And then you go upstairs and beautiful rooms um, and you keep going up and there's, like, this beautiful rooftop that can see the city. And doesn't it, like, pop out or something? Like, there's, like, a, a to get up there. Oh, you could go up the stairs yeah. and then you go, whoop, there you are. And then there's, like, um, seating and couch and stuff. It's it's beautiful. And they did an awesome job. Liv did a great job. And, obviously, Katie and just suits them perfectly. Like, it's just amazing. <laughs> <laughs> now, the thing that gets me is, though, like, you're all – having a few there. <laughs> if I had a house like that, I would not want anyone anywhere near it when I know how hard girls go after the season. It is a mess. We used to live in, Poppy and I lived in a share house in Bentley oh, no. <laughs> and it was like run down. It was old and we we're like, yeah, we'll have all the girls back here. They can't ruin anything. Like how on earth do they have the confidence in you girls to bring you over there and let you have alcohol there? Well, it's usually before we do anything. So... And we're, we're a really mature team. <laughs> yeah, we have some fun, but I think we're too scared to go crazy at Katie's yeah, house. Okay. Yeah. Nah, it's just um, we sort of go there for like team gatherings and get together. So it's nothing crazy at that point. Yeah. What happens after happens after, but um, it's just beautiful. So the party doesn't kick on at Katie's, it starts, starts at, at Katie's. Katie's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that I know of. <laughs> All right, well, we'll be back after this to chew into all things coming up AFLW and have a look at the round just gone.
You're listening to Footy Talk. If you're listening on Spotify, make sure you hit the bell. We are, of course, with one of the superstars of the AFLW competition, premiership player, four-time BNF, four-time All-Australian, absolutely every credential that you can win. Mon Conti has done it. Mon, let's get into the weekend of footy. Now, the first thing I want to touch on, and it happened a little bit in your game, it was a fiery weekend of AFLW. I reckon we saw more scraps last weekend than we've seen in pretty much the entire eight seasons up until this point. Do you yeah. think girls are just getting far more competitive? There's a few girls that have now moved clubs and they're playing against their old teams. It was on for young and old at some point in most games this weekend. Oh, it was a bit of push and shove. I think I even pushed somebody. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And I don't get involved in that stuff, but sometimes you just got to make a statement. But I couldn't even tell you what half of it was about. I think there was one... After we kicked a goal. Jonesy. So Jonesy kicked oh, a goal, right? Jonesy. She kicked a goal and she went straight for Daisy Darcy, who was on the mark, <laughs> and got her jumper. And Daisy Darcy on the mark did not take a step backwards. She grabbed Jonesy's jumper and they were going at it. I think there yeah. were a few jumper punches thrown and then it was just on for young and old. Yeah, I know Daisy Darcy had a few things to say. During, they were a bit lippy, not going to lie. I don't really buy into that stuff. I kind of just start laughing because it's funny. But, yeah, there definitely was a bit of push and shove around the whole ground. That one was a big one. And I was running back with Lucy Single and we both looked back and we're like, what the heck's going on now? <laughs> I will sit this one out. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I think Mads Brank had a few things to say, obviously playing her old team, like that's expected. I think she knocked me off the ball at one point. And did it. I wasn't even looking. But whatever, we'll move on from that. Um, but it's fun. Sometimes at the time you're like, oh, like, who are these guys? Who do they think they are having a few words and pushing shoves? But at the end of the day, like, that's footy. We're competitive and it's. I'm sure it's entertaining to watch as a fan as well. So we love it. It means that, um, yeah, we're out there, we're competing and, yeah, we don't want to lose. Absolutely. It's it's great to see, actually, a bit more passion in the, yeah. the women's game. Yeah. We see it a lot with the boys throwing sort more, of more. their weight around. <laughs> Absolutely. We're calling for more, especially on footy talk. The, the more of that, the better. <laughs> now, some of the results, there were some big results over the weekend. First one. The Pies defeated Brisbane, so 33 to 28. It was a really close game. Um, both of those teams probably still need to win three of their last four to finish their top eight. So did you see this one? It was a pretty good game. I didn't see it, but I remember maybe on Instagram I saw the result and I was like, whoa. I had to look like three times. So I was like, hang on a second. And then I saw um, Grace Campbell and Bree Davey and Nell um, talking about their nails I got done. <laughs> I was like, of course. Yeah, so they went with the black and white nails. And they bleed black and they've got their um, ring finger on both painted black because they are married to Collingwood. Yes, interesting. <laughs> interesting <laughs> this day and age. Would you do um, black and um, no. yellow nails? No. Actually, I've got yellow on my toes and it's okay. like a pastel yellow, okay, so it's nice. nice. Yeah. But no, um, actually my, if they won... Having that, I might have to go with Grace Egan and get right. my nails done. We're holding you to that and it has to be that ring finger that yeah. has the yellow on it. Oh, absolutely. Or maybe all black and all yellow. Oh, no, that'd be copying a bit. Yeah, might have to get that done. But anyway, back to the <laughs> game. Saw that and I was like, whoa, like that's incredible. Um, didn't watch it. Did you watch it? I did. I commentated it. So I oh, had a first-hand view at it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, it was a great game. Really close. Very, very close game. Um, so Brisbane started off really well and then Collingwood just brought the pressure. We're able yeah. to sort of open the game up a little bit and take Brisbane's game away from them slightly. Mm. But very close game. So um, 
Craig Starsevich, he's left Jade Ellinger and Poppy Bolts out of the team for not meeting professional standards as a group. Have you ever had a teammate that's been dropped for that? Have I you actually didn't know that. that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm more of a coach's pet. <laughs> nah. Um, no, I've actually never had a teammate drop for that either. I don't know what that would actually mean. Maybe... Do you know? You probably know. I think, so what I took out of it is I think they were all down here for the grand final and I think those oh. two might have gone to a post-game function that they weren't <laughs> supposed to go to. Um, I don't think there was alcohol involved, but Star said that it was because they were sort of out a lot later than they were supposed to be. So Yeah. Oh, not during the season. No. Save it for after the season. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, maybe if Brisbane won, then that's an exception. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but I just looking at the score, three ten. Yeah, they so ten very, points. very inaccurate in front of goal. They had a lot more scoring shots and yeah. just didn't kick straight. Really, we've all been there. Yeah, we have. <laughs> mm. The other one, Crows versus that Demons. Sucks. So coming into that one, I thought D's mm. were probably going to continue their winning run, especially playing at Casey Fields. Um, bit of a fortress for them down there. Yeah, no one except um, Melbourne Demons like going to Casey Fields. Um, <laughs> I think when you see that one come up. Um, on the schedule, you're really hoping that that one gets moved to Icon or something. Yeah, it's a good ground. It's just windy and like a bit of a slope. Yeah, but it's good. and out in the middle of nowhere as Literally. well, really. Um, so the D's, their 14 winning streak um, has come to an end. Hatchie on fire, 32 disposals, 19 of them contested and two goals. And her partner in crime, Ebony Marinoff, 27 touches, 13 tackles and two goals as well. Their midfield is just starting to really fire, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. And I think teams actually need to maybe take one out of the game because if you don't, this is what happens. Yeah. And regardless of how good your opposition midfield is, they're always going to have a great game, these guys. So um, I think, yeah, maybe teams need to, like moving forward, need to try and take either Hachi or Nofi out um, of the game. And I guess that make it a bit harder for them. But they're just a great team. I'm not even surprised that Crows won. These are an amazing team and they have been for a very long time. But playing Adelaide, it, it was just so hard. Like they're a really good team and even in the wet they were able to play their style of footy and they brought lots of pressure. Um, they sort of gave us a bit of a taste of our own medicine too um, and they're just an incredible team. So I'm not even surprised. Their skill's amazing. The way they move the ball is incredible. They've got their um, – Great inside plays, but also when they get the ball out, they're just kind of unstoppable and they've got this really good speedy um, forward. So not surprised. And also when you got those two machines in the middle, it's, yeah, hard to stop for yeah. sure. So they're sitting pretty now on the top of the table undefeated for this season. Let's have a quick chat before we let you go about your run home. So Tigers are now 3-3 three and three, sitting in ninth. I think probably <sighs> you're going to need to get that seven wins to be locked into finals. Six will probably make it if you have a good percentage, um, but seven will guarantee it. Okay. So that means probably need to win four of the last four. Yes. Opponents. So you got Essendon this week, Hawthorne, um, the Cats, not at GMHPA though, so that's a win. Yeah. Um, and then Collingwood for the last game. I reckon that, that round 10 fixture now is going to be set up for a blockbuster. Both teams probably coming into it having to win that game. So yep. let's let's think just one week ahead though. We've got Essendon. You've got Essendon, Essendon this week. Yeah. Um, had a good win over um, Geelong on the weekend. Oh, yeah, that was also an interesting so, one. Hey? Um, how do you think you guys are going to line up against them? We always match up well to Essendon. They're an improved team. They play, I guess, from watching a bit different to what they did last season. So that's obviously just based off improvement and um, adding some 
Oh, also Bonnie's killing it too. And obviously got Mads in the middle. So their link up's really good. Got some girls that are stepping up and um I think Dreamtime as well, by the way, which is always really good. Um, a beautiful jersey designed by our very own Steph Williams. Um, but yeah, it'll be a really tough game. Um, I'm really excited for it because I know that um, we like playing on Icon Park and playing against a team like Essendon will, I think, open the game up a lot and it'll be a really good game of footy. And yeah, we're really hungry for a win too. Yeah, you are. <laughs> yes, we are. And finally, before I let you go, obviously Tigers in your mind will win the premiership. If there was one other team though that you had to predict, who do you think's probably in the best position at the moment? Probably Adelaide at the moment, um, just by how they're tracking, but there's still four more games to go, so you just never know. Absolutely. Anything can happen in the AFLW competition. Yeah. Go Tigers. Thank you so much for joining <laughs> us, Mon, and best of luck this weekend coming up against Essendon and for the remainder of the season. Thanks for having me. If you have a question for us, get us on Instagram at footytalk underscore pod, TikTok at footytalkpod. Don't go anywhere, though. Tomorrow, our final trade preview with Joey and Jay. Listener.